And he didn't say that he would kill you, so who cares? (laughs) You're not dead yet! Like, if if he said that he could kill you, then that's illegal, and we could go to the police, and... Oh, Oh, wait. wait. (laughs) Whoops, never mind. That was amazing. (laughs) That was iconic. Hello, and welcome to our Stranger Things podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 25-year-old actor and artist. I like rooting anti-heroes, feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. Um, and our fun fact for this episode is going to be like an anecdote about your childhood uh, in a mall. I was thinking like <laughs> when I brought it up to you guys, I was thinking that maybe it could be like a specific like coin-operated ride like the Indiana Flyer, because I had a really specific coin-operated ride <laughs> that was, like, important and instrumental in my childhood. Yes. So, for my fellow Canadians out there, you guys might remember Zellers. Aw, Zellers. was basically, like, Walmart or, like, Target, basically. And they are... Definitely dumpier than Target. Yeah, they're, yeah. like, super gone now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Zellers had its own restaurant inside. At least our Zellers did. Yeah, ours did, too. Um, And so my grandparents would go and um, like every, I think it was like Friday morning or something, they would meet all of their friends at Zeller's and we would eat at, at Zeller's. Why did mm-hmm. they pick Zeller's? I don't know. That's just where everyone went. It was like a the, the center of the city and stuff. And That's um, so cute. And the waitress knew our uh, like our orders and everything, and and it <laughs> was like a huge deal to go to Zeller's on Friday mornings. I think it was Friday. Um, either way, as you're leaving Zeller's, okay. there was this ride, and it was like specifically Zeller's, I think, because it had the bear on it, like the Zeller's bear. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was like one of those rides where it was blue and sparkly, and then you basically just sat in a chair, and then the chair would just take you around. It was kind of like a Ferris wheel, but like, but um, but also kind of like um a chair lift, like when like a mm. like a an elderly person's chair lift. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just sit in one spot, and then it just you're always looking forward. Yeah. And it just goes and it just goes around and around yep. and around yep. like that. Yeah, we had um, those at the beach. Yeah, yeah. So it was that. And my grandpa would always pay for us to be able to go on the little Zellers ride after we went for breakfast on Friday, I think, morning. And that's my story about <laughs> my coin-operated ride, like the Indiana <laughs> Flyer. Thank you. That was really cute. Sorry, I actually don't have one of those for my mm. fun fact, like I'm saying before yeah. I introduce myself, because I was never allowed to ride on those. Mm. So I'm very jealous that you got to. My name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 31-year-old artist and journalist from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can find attempting to be interesting and talking about my cat. I need to change my bio to say I'm on Twitter attempting to not bully people. Mm. I, I really bully people on Twitter, but I want to say that I only bully... Uh, people who deserve it. No! You, yeah. you do only bigots. bully... I only bully bigots. Who are people who deserve it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing that, like, I would do at the moment when I was a kid is... So, I lived in Edmonton. I grew up in Edmonton. And... Edmonton at one time, I think China has now like built a bigger one, but had the biggest mall in the world. Like the absolute biggest mall in the entire world was located in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And I assume it's because we didn't have anything else to do in Edmonton. And for some reason, there was like this giant humpback whale statue in the middle of it that had an open mouth that you could go in. (laughs) And so, like, it became this weird playground for kids where, like, we would just go climb inside the whale. And, like, that's, like, that was my Indiana flyer, was the humpback whale at West Edmonton Mall. But it was free. It was free. Better. It was free. (laughs) 
And, like, the thing was, my mom... But did it have a banging song? It sure didn't. It just sounded scary in there. Yeah. You win some, you lose some. But it's like, my mom wouldn't let me do the coin-operated things because they were covered in germs. I'm like, what did you think the humpback whale had in it? <laughs> Lots of germs. A kid peed in there for sure. Who's to say? Yeah, it's like that one time when, uh, like, there was, like, a syringe or something in the McDonald's ball pit once, and then I was never allowed to go in the McDonald's ball pits right? again. Lame. Thanks for ruining it for the rest of us, whoever put that in there. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, or, oh. When we were told not to stick our fingers in coin slots of phones, because what if there's a needle in there? Oh, yeah. Looking back, no one's going to waste their drugs like that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> anyway! <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, my name is Samantha Coley. I'm a 28-year-old marketing coordinator and television critic. I'm a senior writer and a social media specialist at Telltale TV. I like over 40s OTPs and making playlists. I'm on Twitter at Sam Casey's, where you can find me yelling about television and fangirling middle-aged actresses. I also don't have a specifically coin-operated ride story, <laughs> but there was a mall that I used to go to when I was a lot younger uh, in, like, Hickory. So it was, like, further away from our house than, like, the regular mall that just had, like, Claire's and a Chick-fil-A in it. Hickory, North Carolina? Yes. And so we would go (laughs) to that mall and... There was a merry-go-round in the, like, food court area, which was fun. Great. Read it several times. Um, But the the real treat of the food court area was this man who I'm pretty sure is an immortal being and has been working there my entire life. He would work in front of the, like, Japanese takeout restaurants, and um, he would hand out bites of teriyaki chicken every single day of his life i think and you could go around the mall and just do a lap around the food court and he would consistently still give you teriyaki chicken bites every time you walked past and I, we owe him a debt of gratitude because i ate so many bites of chicken uh was it good chicken yeah it was delicious effective marketing strategy i frequently but ate did you there. ever buy it yes frequently oh, good okay good yeah i was, I was like you can just have an entire meal just going just around go, the mall. Just doing laps. Okay, but literally, that was me at a Costco. <laughs> you know? You could even get dessert. Yeah. And, a be- and a beverage. Oh, the things we used to do before coronavirus. Yeah, we used to go to stores, and they would just hand us food for free, mm-hmm. and we would all eat from the same thing. And we would all eat it. Well, we were all wearing gloves, at least. We would touch stuff. That's weird. Imagine a buffet. Mm. I couldn't. I'd like to. Oh, one day. One day. I do think there are a couple things the pandemic killed that I wouldn't, that I won't miss. Handshakes, blowing in a candle, and a birthday cake. Yeah, and mm. also people standing too close to me in line. 100%. People being if, near me in public. If like, anyone ugh. ever stands closer than three feet to me again, I will kick them in the junk. <laughs> anyway, today we have words to say about episode 302 of Stranger Things, The Mall Rats. This episode will contain spoilers for the entirety of seasons one, two, and three of Stranger Things. So, for the title, it works in a plethora of ways. First of all, they spend a bunch of time at a mall. Wow. There are also a lot of rats. Wow. I love malls. I can't say I love rats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But a mall rat is somebody who spends all day at a mall, which people sure? do. Yeah. Used to be me. Yeah. Used seems, to be me. Seems like it's what Erica's life has come to, <laughs> and I can't uh, can't be mad. Like, as soon as it is safe once more and the border is open, I'm going to drive across... And there is a mall that is connected to a Target. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to spend the maximum amount of time there Mm -hmm. that I can. As much money as they'll let you to take something back across the border. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cool. So we are going to get started on the episode. We have split it into five storylines. What? Billy, Jancy, Jopper, Stephen Dustin, 
and the kids. We are going to start with Billy. And I did the summary for the Billy storyline. I'm so sorry. It is okay because basically I was like, I want to do the Steve story. And so I'll just take whatever is like least liked other okay. than the Steve story. Okay. Um. So I'm totally okay with this as long as I get to do the Steve story. Well, all right. Yeah. All right. So unlike Barb, Billy isn't dead after his ordeal. He gets away from the monster and drives to a telephone booth. He tries calling 911, but he's pulled into the upside down where he meets a doppelganger of himself. The next day, Karen approaches him at the pool to apologize for not meeting him for the date. He's super unhinged about it, having a vision of him killing her, but he tells her to stay away from him and leaves. He starts having visions while he's working, so he goes to have a cold shower. Heather comes by to try and help him. He attacks her and puts her in the trunk of his car. He tells her not to worry and she gets attacked by the monster too. Neat. So we begin the episode with scary monster stuff happening. This one does. Yes. Billy tries to get away and gets into this car. Wow. How lucky you are that you survived. Barb did not have such luck. Mm-hmm. He tries to call 911, but he gets pulled into the upside down and you see like a group of people and one of them is a doppelganger of Billy himself. Is there, like, who are those other people? Hey, other people who have been pulled into the I was gonna ask what? if this was ever explained, but it wasn't, right? I no. don't, like, I was like, maybe, like, what if we had seen, like, a doppelganger of, like, Will or something? Like, what if they brought back Barb or something just for there to be, like, a creepy doppelganger of her? I don't know. But, yeah, like a mirror version of her or something. But do we ever see any other people other than Billy? No. No. Okay, well... All right. Like, there are people who get pulled in later, mm-hmm. like, in the season. Yeah. Because he brings them, like, Heather and, and like, the other mm-hmm. people. Yeah. But it's... So I'm assuming that that's them? Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like... But the, it's unclear. Yeah, it seems like the Mind Flayer is making, like, copies of people because... Mm-hmm. Like, there are two Billies. Like, there's the upside-down Billy, and then there's the Billy that is, like, the normal Billy, but gets kind of, like, overtaken by Doppelganger Billy. Yeah. Right. But that's still, like, the original Billy, even though he's, like, brainwashed. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, that makes more sense, because if there are all of these people, you'd be like, okay, well, why don't we talk about the fact that all these people are, like, missing or dead or whatever. But if they're... If the Mind Flayer is just copying them... Mm-hmm. then they're still, like, the original of them in the upside right, I guess. Right? I mean, until Billy takes their bodies. Right. Okay, Billy. Okay, bud. I really want more explanation for this next season, mm-hmm. and I get the feeling maybe they won't. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. Just scary monster stuff. Um, so Heather tells Curtis to stop dunking. So, Curtis. Stop dunking. Stop dunking. Stop dunking. Just stop um, it. All the ladies hate the lifeguard because she's not Billy. Karen doesn't say anything bad about her. That's true. That's true. Because what is the point of yelling at this woman? Karen has never done anything wrong in her life. She thought about doing something wrong, but she didn't do it. I was going to be like, oh, I got news for you. She thought about it, but she didn't do it. Yeah, they only hate Heather because she's not Billy. And Karen wears heels to the pool, which is truly a serve. But why? The 80s uh, had a lot more weird societal pressure than uh, even now, where we still have weird societal pressure. Yeah. But... It was called fashion. <laughs> it's called fashion. Look it up. <laughs> but also, like, it's just a flex. Like, it was, it, also, they're, they're like kitten heels. So yeah. it's like, these are her casual, mm-hmm. these are her pool, <laughs> these are her they're pool They're her, her pool shoes. And they, honestly, they make her calves look great. So true. So she asks Jill to watch Holly, which 
kind of makes me feel better because at least she isn't here like just for Billy. Like she like has an excuse as to why right. she's actually here, I guess. Um, <laughs> I imagine, I imagine Holly being like, mom, are we going to like go to the library or something today? And she's like, no, let's go to the pool. And Holly's like, well, we go to the pool every day. And Karen's like, yeah, we're going to go to the pool again. And Holly's like, I don't even like the pool. And Karen's like, yeah, we're going to go to the pool though. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're going anyway. I can't imagine not wanting to go to the pool yeah. as a child. I <laughs> exactly. Grew up with a pool, like, literally down the road from mm-hmm. my house. And we were there all summer. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. So she finds Billy in a place where she's not allowed to be because it, like, is a... It's, like, employee-only area. Yeah, and it's, like, chemicals being stored there. So, like, she really shouldn't be back there. And he's drinking... Well, truly what he's doing is sipping on straight chlorine. Exactly. Sipping on straight chlorine. Of course. <sighs> First of all, why... Aren't you dead? Great question. I don't know how this is happening. And so, okay, so this kind of helps make sense, like, the fact that the rats are eating the fertilizer. So what is the... Because the fertilizer isn't just, like, dirt and poop. It's, like, also chemicals. There's chemicals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's chemicals. So I guess it was, like, the closest chemical they could find, and that's why they were eating it, I guess. Yeah. Um, So is there an explanation for why the Mind Flayer needs them to eat chemicals? I think it, like, makes it stronger. Oh. Um, What a weird thing. For them to be like, let's have it. Okay, how do we make the mind flare stronger? Uh, eating chemicals? Like in the in the second season, it like fed off of like rot. Right. Okay. That's so yeah. like, I guess chemicals is like the next step. Right. Of, like maybe like, hmm. fueling rot. Yeah. Those chemicals like caused the rot. Do you think or something? Maybe because it was always kind of like goopy. You know, like in a. Like in a, in a, um, like a, not, what? well, I, no, I think that's like, like the like makeup a, of the, like the, the monsters. on our patio. <laughs> yeah. But that's just regular rot. It was also like, I remember being like blue or, or like bluey green type thing too, you know, which kind of feels a little radioactive, but yeah. So I feel like everything from the upside down is a little bit radioactive. So true. He is so sweaty. So sweaty. Um, and I know it's probably because his body is shutting down due to drinking chlorine, <laughs> but he's very sweaty. Yeah. However, it's also because he likes it cold. Cold and it's really hot. Yeah. So it makes sense that he would be so sweaty for multiple reasons. Mm-hmm. So she explains that she didn't come last night because she has a family and tried to explain that it's not about him, it's about them. So the vision that Billy sees in which he like straight up just murders, murders Karen. Her. Yeah. Um, they they play that like it's not yeah. a vision. Right. At first. So was that evil vision like the mind flare, like telling him what to do and he just like... I so, assumed it was an impulse. Yeah, like the vision that he gets of Heather later... He acts on. Yeah. But he right. doesn't act on this vision. Oh, so maybe it's like I think you're an order. I think as it's instructions. To... Yeah. I like that. I like that interpretation of yeah, it. I, I like think that, that it too. is instructions and like he's being told, kill Karen and bring her to me. Yeah. And he's like, mm, not this one. Yeah, it's interesting that he chooses to act on the Heather one and chooses not or like if I think it's that, a choice. But I think that's also an indicator that it's harder to resist by then. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like He's still a little bit, a little bit himself at the beginning when he doesn't actually kill Karen. Um, But when Heather comes in, he's like, he's at the end of his wits and he's like, well, I guess I have to do this. Right. It's getting significantly worse by the hour. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Billy is able to like talk to Karen too, but I don't think he like talks to Heather at all. Like Mm -mm. the only time he talks is after he has Heather like at the steel shop. Okay. Um, Then... And at that point, it's basically just the mind flayer talking. My question was, um, and I actually had this when we were watching too. Had we seen Heather any other time than this episode or did I just forget her? 
She was in last episode. They were all like, she's coming down because Billy's going up. Gotcha. Okay. But that was, that's the only time. Yeah. She just showed up this season. I mean, what were you thinking? I honestly thought that I'd just forgotten a whole character. (laughs) No, she's brand new. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my note was, was that evil vision the mind flare or the violence that Billy has in his mind that he doesn't act on? I think it's the mind flare because even though we know that Billy is violent, I don't, he's not like, he's not that violent. Yeah. And I think he would be upset to find that Karen didn't show up. But not like but not break her like, neck in a storage closet. Yeah, not like concuss her to the point of death. Yeah. Because he didn't even know that she didn't show up. No. He Oh yeah, he also he, did he not no show clue. up. Yeah, he didn't know that she didn't show up. He probably thought that she did show up. Mm-hmm. Um like when she comes in to tell him that, that's the first time he's hearing about it. And he like straight up didn't know. Yeah. Okay, so where did he go after the monster attacked him? I was like, oh, is he still in the Upside Down? Is this doppelganger Billy? And then later they kind of talk about it and like, this is the original Billy. Mm -hmm. He's just having issues because later they show what happened. So he asks her to stay away from him. Um, He looks at the sun and yeah, he likes it cold. Everyone tells him, (laughs) um, everyone tells Billy that he's hot as they always do, but he doesn't act the way he usually does. Like (laughs) instead of being like, hey ladies, they're like, hi Billy. And he's like, please shut up, I'm sweaty. (laughs) (laughs) Girls. I, I just have to say, everyone at this pool is in danger today because there is no real lifeguard on duty at this no. time. No one is doing their job. Yeah. Like, not that Billy probably is a very good lifeguard anyway, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. So yeah, then we see him. It's like a flash to something that happened previously. Um, He's still in the upside down with his doppelganger. And so I was like, okay, so who's in the upside right? And then I was like, oh, this is a vision to what happened last night. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Um, then, okay, so he's like, what do I do? Or like, I don't understand or whatever. And the guy says to build what you see. So I think like that counts as like the visions that he's talking about. I just think build is such a weird verb to use. Hmm. Yes, yeah. I also think so. Instead of like do what you see or perform what you see or something like that, build is really interesting. Yeah, they certainly just don't have a present lifeguard. <laughs> he is not here. Then he has like a big burn on his arm uh-huh. because he likes it cold. Uh, yeah. Because that's not a regular sunburn. No. Um, no. But I'm also like, bro, you're not a vampire. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> Maybe he is a vampire now. Yeah. Um. So I think it's someone asks if he's okay, but he doesn't answer. So he goes to have a cold shower and he like hears this squelching and his ears oh, are hurting. The use of the word squelch. Squelch. Um, Heather comes to try and help him and she he has the vision of her saying, Take me to him. So yeah, these are the visions from the mind play- mind flare. Mm-hmm. Um, she asks if he's hurt. If Heather's here and Billy's here, who's watching the pool? Who's on first? No one. Who's on first? <laughs> the other note that I had was that Heather, even though everyone like talks about how much they hate her, yeah. And at first, I'm like, oh yeah, I hate her too, because everyone else seems to hate her, so they must have a reason, right? Yeah. She seems nice. <laughs> Right. She seems fine. Like, even though later we find that her dad is the guy who's, like, kind of mean to Nancy at the... Oh, yeah. At the, at the newspaper and everything. What a jerk. I who think isn't she, mean to she Nancy doesn't, at that paper? Heather doesn't have to answer for his crimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So Billy goes back to the warehouse. He has Heather in the trunk because um, he actually attacked her and brought her here. Mm-hmm. Um, she starts to wake up and she's really scared. Uh, no kidding. I would also be scared. Can't blame yeah, her for that same. one. Yeah, this is extremely rapey and I hate it a lot. It's terrible. Um, the first time I watched it, I literally was like live tweeting the episodes. Yeah. And I was like, hi, trigger warning at the end of episode two. Yikes. Yeah. 
So she gets attacked by the monster too, but she like straight up can't run away. She can't even run away because she's tied up. Yeah. I will say, I, I don't think this is like character assassination for Billy because just so we're clear, Billy always sucked. Oh yeah. no, he always sucked. It's just even worse. It's even somehow. more violent for yeah. sure. And also like, you can also explain away that like, this isn't Billy. Yeah. As well, you know, not that. Like if you must, yeah. you yeah. could. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's straight up the Billy storyline. That was That do be it. Mm-hmm. Who's next? Next is Jancy. That's the worst ship name. Jancy? Yeah, I don't like it. Oh, that's definitely not the worst ship name. I've definitely heard worse ship names. Name five. Okay. Bughead. <laughs> Bughead. Yeah. Bughead. Mm-hmm. Barchi. Mm-hmm. I think Jancy's kind of cute. Phallus. Phallus. <laughs> These are all Riverdale ones. Jancy and Stancy, I think, are both kind of cute. Um, yeah. Well, I've been schooled. <laughs> Sorry to bring up Vughead this time. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. See, here's the thing. That's Veronica and Jughead, for anyone who doesn't know. It's called Jeronica, but on the show, they were like, let's call it Vughead. They said Vughead right. in the script. I said, please, it's Jeronica, if anything. I like that Jeronica sounds like it's like a denim Veronica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I know this is an old on internet joke, but I will never not find it funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> denim Veronica, Jean Veronica. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to move on to the Jancy storyline. All right. You can. I did that. What? Yes, I did. You did it. Yahoo. All right. All right. So at the paper, Nancy is pouring coffee and uh, being objectified. She can't stop thinking about the diseased rats, and so she tells her boss that she's on her period and then dips out of work <laughs> to uh, follow up on a lead. Jonathan is also there. Uh, at Mrs. Driscoll's place, they introduce themselves as reporters from the Hawkins Post, and Nancy is doing her best to be an actual journalist. Mrs. Driscoll leads them into her basement and tells Nancy that rats have gone crazy and started eating her fertilizer. Nancy does think that something is off, but she doesn't understand r- why the rats would do that, such a thing. She asks Doris to clarify, and so she does. Uh, she thinks that the rats have rabies. Also, she has one in a cage. Uh, Jonathan takes a lot of pictures of the rat and then tells it to sit still because it's um, a rat and he wants a good picture, but it's a rat and it doesn't speak English. Use a video it's, camera. It's also an evil monster. So it he it's why would you want a picture of a whatever? What evidence could you get from from that? It's just if it's a it's rat, not, it's if, not if for it's, evidence. It's for the paper. But if the rat's sitting still, then it just looks like a normal rat. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying. Anyway, he wants it to sit still, and it's it's not going to, uh, but whatever. So Nancy uh, calls around town and asks if anyone has been reporting other rabid rats. <laughs> and uh, she ends up getting a lead and says, Jonathan, we got to get out of here. And then as soon as they leave, the rat explodes and turns into a goo monster and then flees. That's it. That's, That's what happens story. when you guys leave me alone. You, you turn, turn into a goo monster? monster. Yep. <laughs> it's really cool that you uh, turn back into Britney every single time that we come back because I don't want to see that. Yeah, I have crazy abilities. <laughs> really, They're, really appreciate that. They have yet to be, like, explored. Okay, so I just want to say, um, I've been thinking about this since we watched the episode. I've never seen a rat. In person? Ooh, I've seen a rat. I've seen How many. have you seen a rat? Okay. Ooh, no one's going to like this. <laughs> You worked in a food court, well, sort of thing. No. I never, I never saw one there. It's okay because uh, there are no rats in Alberta. Yeah, yeah. straight if up. If at, you look at like yeah. the map of places where rats are, there's a cutout in the shape of Alberta. <laughs> I can't explain it. We have, I can. We have tightly patrolled borders around Alberta from the farmers where we keep rats out. Yeah. Anyway, it's crazy. Stay in Saskatchewan. The one place that I have seen a rat is. I'm I'm scared of this. <laughs> I'm gonna say this just like Thanksgiving <laughs> uh, for John Mulaney, uh, just because that's how much I feel it. Are you Are you ready? Yeah. Yes. Have I given you enough suspense? Yeah. Universal Studios. 
if you were going to see a rat anywhere. And when I tell you, it was in a food establishment. Yeah, it was leaving as I was leaving as well with my family. Where? Um, oh, where? Uh, I feel like I don't know Universal Studios that well. I feel like it was space themed. It was either the space themed one or the Simpsons one. The Simpsons, Simpsons makes sense. The Simpsons okay. one that was part of though. the theming. Like when I look at yeah. it in my brain, it's like blue and a lot of the Simpsons stuff is pink and mm. yellow. So I don't know. Either way, and I wasn't disgusted by it. I saw it and I was like, oh, I just saw a rat. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's such a novelty for us because we don't see rats. I was like, I ain't never seen a rat before. Like, I know I'm not going to tell nobody about this. People in New York talk about like the size of rats and I'm like, I don't, don't know. know what that means. I've never seen a rat. The only thing I've ever seen is a squirrel and a, or a squirrel, a tiny mouse in a Taco Bell. And honestly, it was just adorable. I've definitely seen mice. And oh, I still ate that Taco Bell. mice. They're so well, cute. They're so cute. Call me when they live in your house and then I like can't. disturb your sleep. Oh. No, I, I lived in a basement, so I had to deal with spiders. Yeah. My we I never had you. any mice in our house, but we had them in our garage. So my dad would uh would catch them, especially in the winter, because they would like yeah, crawl so, like, underneath. How did they survive? Them. Yeah, they would crawl underneath like our garage door. Yeah. And stuff and live in our garage, but my dad would catch them. We always had cats, so I never had to worry about mice. Mm. I uh Not this one though. I grew up on a farm, so I have seen many a rat. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Ew. Yeah. So those are our stories about rats. Yeah. You're uh, welcome. <laughs> so um, Nancy spills coffee while she thinks about the lead that she's been given. And Jake Busey makes fun of her. And here's the thing. I was like, you're laughing at her way too quickly. Like, she's at least, like, she swears under her breath so like it makes sense to me that she would swear under her breath and then he would look over and be like oh you messed up but he says it way too quickly which means that he was already looking mm -hmm. over in her direction i'm pretty sure they cut to him they do they like, do while she's pouring it oh really no they don't. i don't think so i thought when we were watching it that they cut to him and confirmed that he was looking at her well that, i mean I that's they, possible they cut to him as soon as she said as she swore under her breath oh which oh, like so like it, but he doesn't turn in the shot. Right, he's, he's already, already looking. Turning. He's already, he's already looking, looking straight at her. Yeah, yeah. listen, he, yeah. men are gross. He if was you're like, a man listening to this. I don't mean you. Yeah, he was looking at her ass. I promise. Thank you. Thousand oh. percent. Um, so she's like sixteen. She's, she's 18. eighteen. Yeah, but to me, she's a baby. Fair. Yeah, but she graduated high school. Fair enough. Um, so she goes in to talk to the editor. Um, Tom, I think, and he calls her <laughs> sweetheart. Ooh. Also, like, sir, this is a professional setting. She asks if, like, one of the other girls can go. We never see these other girls. Yeah, who but are they? apparently they're needed at their desks. Well, why do they get taken seriously yeah. and Nancy doesn't? Yeah, Is what it because she's, do? like, new? Are they older than her? Like, what's the, what, how did they get respect? And how much of it do they get? Because mm -hmm. okay. I doubt it's very much. Yeah. I have a question for the group. In a professional setting... That is not us. Have you ever had a man call you sweetheart? Many times. Yeah. Uh, no, not ever. Real? Oh, you're so lucky. Uh, you I always worked concession. No one was weird to you. Uh, not like like maybe not like, like customers, but never like a coworker. No, like customers too. Like oh. men, men in general. For sure, for sure, customers. But my bosses have almost always been been women. That's awesome. Yeah. So I've never so really no had to... ever predatory to you. Yeah. And and if they were predatory, it was somebody who was my own age. Yeah. Um I pretty sure I've told this story on a yeah. on a podcast before, but I did get a boy fired. Thank you. <laughs> so it's like it's like 
just so we're clear, like, they're not, like, being, like, ham-fisted with, like, the sexism that Mm-mm. she faces. Especially in the 80s. Though, yeah, yeah, like, this was the 80s, and it's now, and we all still have experiences with yeah. this. Yep. So it's like, I just want to implore if a man is listening to this, mm-hmm. and I know that you're probably not doing it, but if you see your friends behaving this way, mm-hmm. call him out. stop them? Because we don't want to be objectified at, like, ever, unless we it consent to genuinely it. ruins your day. It yeah, does. Uh, it sucks. It makes you feel really, really gross inside. Because it's like, I'm just trying to be a person and do my job and get through the day and, like, be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. And you're calling me baby or sweetheart. And it's just, it feels gross. I had bank dudes do that to me. And I was like, yep. are you kidding me? I'll punch you in the throat. She says that she needs to go to the doctor because she's having girl problems. Um, <laughs> Truly is the best excuse. And, like, even sometimes... When I wasn't having girl problems, I would use that excuse. And <laughs> you know what? Because I have girl problems, you should be allowed to. I, I should allowed. be allowed to use it whenever I want. Exactly. Because when you have the girl problems, the pain is excruciating. Yeah. And if it's like if it's at the point where you're admitting that you need to do something, you're are it's are you're already about half dead. Yeah. You know. So I think this is the second time that we get the bit where Nancy walks in on Jonathan in the red room, and mm-hmm. it's extremely funny. I feel like it has to happen. It happens one more it time. Does. I it think, does, right? Because you got to do those things in threes. Um, and Jonathan's coming with, and so I was like, okay, Nancy, did you did you? So you asked if you could leave, but Jonathan doesn't have to leave. He's a dude. Or does everyone think that Jonathan is going to the doctor with her? Because <laughs> she said it's for girl problems. So is the editor like, oh, the girl problems is that Nancy is pregnant by Jonathan? Oh, my God. oh no. That's, That's probably what my first thought would be if someone said that. Um, so Jonathan's like, well, why don't we just ask Tom if we can go places? And Nancy says that he's going to say no or give it to somebody else to do. Yeah. She's, she's probably right. She's, she's totally right. Totally right. But Jonathan hasn't had any negative problems with Tom. And so he's like... So Tom look. can't possibly be terrible. Exactly. So she says to ask for forgiveness and not permission, which is obviously like some of the best advice, to be honest. Those are the mm-hmm. best characters. Mm-hmm. They're the best ones. Yeah. He's like... Oh, well, Tom's going to fire us if, like, it ends up being bad and you use, like, time to do this or whatever. Um, And Nancy's like, well, then we don't have to work here anymore. And it sucks here. So whatever. And of course, blogs are coming, my dude. You're going to (laughs) thrive. And of course, Jonathan's like, well, I like my job because I don't have issues at all. Nerd. Local man has never (laughs) suffered. Jonathan, a simp for Tom. Uh, so Jancy goes to Doris Driscoll's house. This lady reminds me of my own grandma. And so like knowing that she like goes actually like terrifyingly insane later mm-hmm. um, scars me. Mm. It speaks to the casting though, because they cast someone who actually looks like a real person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Nancy's like, hi, I'm a journalist. Yes. Hello. We spoke on the phone. And Jonathan's like, we're from the paper. Um, and she's like, wow, you guys look really young for being journalists. So they're like, oh, we go, we get that all the time. <laughs> well, anyway, she talks about how she lives alone um, because her husband, Jack, died 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And she's like, oh, it's totally okay that my husband died because I like that he no longer talks. <laughs> Are don't straight get, people okay? Don't get married if you don't like your partner. Yeah. I feel like that doesn't need saying. <laughs> I'm marrying you because I like you. Aw. Imagine that. I like you too. Oh, good. Score. <laughs> on I, I was like, and I'm also here. On IMDb, it said, Mrs. Driscoll has a distinctive black cat clock on her wall. The same clock appears in the opening scene of Back to the Future. Yes. 
Um, so there's that. The way that I'm familiar with the black cat clock is that Simply Neological used to use it all the time in her YouTube videos. Oh my gosh, she did. So yeah. true. She used to be like, let it dry. Yep. <laughs> so they go down to the basement and the fertilizer's been all gnawed through like we talked about. They're like, oh, eating fertilizer? That seems weird. And <laughs> Doris is like, I know. That's why I called you. She's like, are you <laughs> sure you're professionals? Because you sound like idiots. Like, Nancy's out here just telling her that she's wrong. Like, she should be saying... What makes you think that instead of what you're saying is dumb? I mean, I'm not going to disagree like, with you, my friend. I think that that's what Nan- Nancy is trying to do, yeah, though, yeah. is like, is to just ask follow-up questions. But mm. she is a baby reporter. Yeah. So she's not very good at it yet. Right. Oh, bless. So they're talking about how they probably have rabies. And she's like, oh, I caught one. And it seems absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Later, Jonathan takes pictures of the rat. And Nancy is using Doris's phone to call I was like, the police, I think, right? Yeah. Sure. She's calling the police. Yeah. And they haven't heard anything about rats. And I'm just wondering, like, would they even tell her if they did? Because, you know, sexism. And they're like, hey, I heard you. I can tell you're a little girl. I can tell you're a little girl. She actually speaks pretty, like, approachable. Like, her tone is very approachable. Mm. Yeah. So Nancy's like, oh, is it okay if I, like, stay here and keep using your phone? And she's like, oh, my God, of course. I enjoy the company. I'm like, this goes a little bit against what you said about your husband, because <laughs> you didn't like his like, company, didn't apparently. Did you literally just say you didn't want company? Yeah. Um, the rat convulses, but he, but Jonathan can't stay to see it explode because Nancy makes him leave. Tragic. Um, and then it's just like a mass of gunk, and it just slides away, and it's gross. Yep, it's very disgusting. Uh, and that's straight up the Jancy storyline. That do be it. Mm-hmm. That was short. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of little vignettes in yeah. this episode. Ooh, I like that. Well, before we move on to the Jopper storyline, wahoo, why don't we do everyone's favorite Stranger Things podcast segment? Oh, God, here we go. Uh, actually? Uh, actually? So I only have four for you today. Okay. But here we go. Here we go. Uh, actually, the Sharp brand cash register at the Scoops Ahoy ice cream shop is a clear mid-2000s model made long after the 1985 setting. Uh, actually, Hopper is eating honey smacks. They were called sugar smacks in 1985. The name didn't change until 1986. Wow. Shut up. Shut up. Uh, actually, the phone book gives numbers in the 765 area code. Although this serves central Indiana now, it did not exist until 1997. In 1985, it would have been area code 317. I don't mind that one because someone from Indiana would notice that pretty Mm -hmm. quickly. Uh, actually, Joyce notices that the magnets on her refrigerator have been demagnetized, an apparent side effect of the secret Russian device behind them all. But the effect seems to be limited to refrigerator magnets. All of the electrical devices in town that contain magnets, like electric motors, generators, telephones, speakers, continue to work just fine. Even the magnetic strip that holds the refrigerator door closed is unaffected. (laughs) Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. How do you miss a plot hole in that? That one's, that's a good point. You got, you got me there. You got me there. How do you screw up that badly? Men don't know how science works. Mm -hmm. It's true, they don't. I mean, like, mm-hmm. some do, the men who have, like, studied for several years and, yeah. like, are... TV writers don't. But TV no. And I can say that because I trained to be a TV writer and not a scientist. <laughs> and now I'm neither. Uh, now we're gonna do the Jopper storyline, and I wonder who wanted to do that one. Wally! No one could have seen this coming. Hopper believes that he has successfully broken up Mike and Eleven, and he's absolutely vibing on the way to Melvald's. He tells Joyce that it worked, even though he 100% went off script. Uh, he didn't do a darn thing that she told him to do. She squints at him, but uh, lets it be because then he asks her out for dinner. Uh, they both over-clarify that it would not be a date uh, and then decide to go to Enzo's. Hopper gets called to town hall 
to break up a peaceful protest against the mall and he leaves uh and as he leaves joyce notices that her magnets have fallen off of the thing that they were stuck to in Melvalds. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> I don't know. A magnet. Like I, think a it was just a, I think it was just display. a magnet display. Yeah. yeah. At Town Hall, the protesters need a lesson in chanting, but otherwise they're making a good point by calling the mayor a pig. Hopper sits down with Mayor Klein, and Klein explains that the protesters are bugging him, and he just really wishes they would go away because capitalism is great. Hopper tells him to leave them alone because protesting is an American right, and Klein rolls for bureaucracy, and unfortunately hits a nat 20 and demands that Hopper get rid of them. <laughs> Back at Melvald's, Joyce is getting a degree in quantum mechanics and electromagnetism when she decides that she needs a study buddy. Mr. Clark! The kid's science teacher. We cut back to Hopper, and he is arresting protesters for not having a permit, uh, even though he agrees with them. Flo brings him a snazzy new shirt, then he bounces out of there to get ready for his not date at Enzo's. He sits down and orders, like, three different kinds of alcohol and waits for Joyce. She has unfortunately forgotten all about their not date, uh, because she's learning about magnets, okay? She and Mr. Clark have built their own magnetic field in his garage. It's stable so nothing happens, but when it destabilizes, the magnets go haywire. Joyce wants to know why this keeps happening around her, and Mr. Clark says it's probably a coincidence, but in case that it isn't, it is possible that a giant AC converter could exist in Hawkins and cause something like this, but it would have to be absolutely massive. But hey, anything is possible. Joyce never shows up, so Hopper gets drunk on Chianti and <laughs> and eats a lot of breadsticks. He leaves and then tells Enzo he can do whatever he wants because he's the chief of police, goddammit. And that's it. That's the dropper storyline. All right. Heartbreaking. Uh, Devastating. Deeply disappointing. He um, bought a new shirt. A snazzy one. Yeah. Cutting edge, Flo. <laughs> what does cutting edge mean when it comes to a shirt? It's the cutting edge of fashion. He's on the, he's on the, he's on the up and up. He's on the cusp. If he, if you say so. <laughs> so Hopper goes to visit Joyce. Um, he tells her about the talk from last night. She's really excited for him, but he definitely totally did it wrong. Um, and I think she can kind of tell that he did it kind of wrong. Um, She's on to him. Mm. He, he says that it's the first date in six months that they won't be hanging out. Later, I have in my notes that um, they totally do see each other, though. Like, he says it's yeah. the first time in six months that they don't see each other. If he had said hanging out, he would be right. But mm -hmm. they do, in fact, see each other. Um, that very same yeah. day. However, I assume that Hopper just assumes that Eleven will just stay in the cabin. Yeah, because that's what so, she's supposed to do. Yeah, so he would have no reason to think that sh that she would see him. Mm -hmm. So she's like, okay, did you take all of my advice? And he says, well, I did a little improvising. She clearly does not like the sound of And she's like, oh boy, what have I you I gotta done? say, I don't like the sound of it either. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so she's like, oh, well, did you yell? And he's like, mm, and so he changes the subject. <laughs> she's like, I about it. No, definitely, definitely not. No, so no, 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 he no. asks her out again for tonight, and he's like super clarifying that it's not a date, and she's like, what? I didn't even think it was. And he was like, oh, what? Me neither. I'm just telling you. She's like, I'm I don't even letting like you, you that know. Way. Um, she says that she wants to get home early and meet there. And is it because she wants to be able to, like, escape? What's up? Like, why does she want to meet him there, you know? Boundaries, like, I think. Getting home early, I get it. I also like to go home early. Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't know. Maybe it would feel more like a date to be picked up or something? It would feel like a date to be picked up. It's, it's, I think it's a drawing a line in the sand that it's not a date. And also, like Brittany said, having the option to just leave yeah 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 um so there's a protest going on downtown and hopper's like i can't answer right now i'm busy flirting <laughs> can't talk i'm doing hot girl <laughs> so um he's like i gotta go <laughs> and so he like i think he trips on the magnets and it's just weird because they won't stay up strange 
Also, before we leave this storyline, I just Mm want to say that I love the representation of how Hopper drove to Melvold's because Mm. that's how hype I get when I put on the right playlist. So true. You know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So everyone's out there and they're saying, Klein's a swine. Here's the thing. But they're they're chanting it like this. This Klein's a swine! Klein's a swine! Klein's a swine! What are you saying? That sounds like one word. It would be easier to understand if you spread it out a bit. Why don't you understand how to chant? It goes, Klein's a swine! Klein's a swine. Like, it's so easy Each to chant. word is a thing. <laughs> Chanting is not hard. Yeah. <laughs> why can't you nail this? Like, why did the directors have them do that? I don't know, yeah. because, like, when I was re-listening to it, I was like, I have no idea what they're saying. If yeah. I didn't, if I didn't get the subtitle, I would have no idea what Mm-mm. they were saying. Like, and it, it has nothing to do with, like, enunciation either. You can very clearly hear it either way. Also, I don't know Klein yet. I don't even know that his name is Klein. Right. So I super don't know what they're talking about because I don't even know who Klein is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just weird choice. Let's try it better next time. <laughs> Klein's a swine. Thank you for taking this note. <laughs> Not yet. Not hard, people. So I haven't, I have the note, dude with a toolbox or whatever. Sure. He was in the hallway. The scary guy? Yeah. yeah, was was that him? He's like following Hopper around, I guess. Yeah, right? basically. Because he's also an Enzo's later. Yes, he is. Why is he following Hopper specifically, do you Because think? Hopper knows things. Because Hopper's on the cutting edge of fashion. And oh. Hopper is the chief of police. Mm-hmm. And if Hopper finds out things that he's not supposed to know, mm-hmm. then so, he's got to break his legs. So has he, has he been like tasked with following Hopper around, I guess? I think so. Okay. I like With, my explanation. But not, not by Klein, though. Right, 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 right. He's also threatening Klein. Okay, yeah. He's been tasked with, hop, like, keeping an eye on probably both of them. Okay. Via his Russian overlords. <laughs> his Russian overlord. So uh, Hopper meets with the mayor and he can hear them protesting outside. Uh, but the mayor does not seem that bothered about it. This is Carrie Elwes. Who sure is. Um, played, his most famous role was Wesley on... Uh, Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. Big departure from Wesley. Yeah. Here. So, so different. I appreciate him being here. I'm sure he's a very nice man, but my favorite member of the Princess Bride cast is Mandy Patinkin. <laughs> That's because his TikTok be lit. His TikTok is so good. So Hopper literally just doesn't want to shut down the protesters and he gets why they're upset because they lost their jobs because of the mall and they blame him. I think that Klein actually says that. Like, oh no, <laughs> boo, they mm. lost their jobs because of the mall. Go work at the mall. He's like, everyone else loves the mall, so I don't care. What and he's like, it's capitalism. <laughs> What an understanding gentleman. Mm -hmm. And he's like, it's capitalism. It's not me. Um, And then we get to see his cigar cutter and we have a really clear shot of that because that comes back later. Yes, it does. And they say that it's totally their right to protest, but they don't have a permit to protest. Hopper thinks that it will look bad for him to throw them out, which is probably true. So true. You're not going to get reelected looking like a ding dong. Yeah. (laughs) Looking like a ding dong. They talk about how the 4th of July is soon and literally everyone's just going to remember the Independence Day party. So who cares about what happens before then? Yep. And he's having a hard time planning with everybody yelling. So go get rid of them now. Um, and he leaves. And one of the things that I said um, when we were rewatching was that this is the exact perfect moment for Hopper to say, as you wish. Yes. I can't believe they don't have anyone say as you wish this entire time when they literally have Wesley. I would not be surprised if it's in his contract that no one friggin' say that to him. <laughs> but why? Like, there are some people who, who, like, hate what they're known for, and then there's some people 
who like like the guy who played Coach Bolton on a High School Musical. <laughs> he loves it. Who just talks about it constantly, you know. And then there's Cole Sprouse who does not want to talk about Sweet Life. If I, you bring you know up I mean? Sweet Life to Cole Sprouse, I'm pretty sure you get shot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just I think it's so much better to like lean into mm-hmm. the thing that you're famous for. Because, like, I'm sure it gets tired and annoying and mm-hmm. boring, but, like, that's why you're rich and famous and cool, and yeah. that's why millions of people love you. Mm-hmm. So, like, make their day for two minutes instead of being grouchy for yeah. two minutes. This is not at Carrie L. West, by the way, yeah, because we I don't, don't know anything yeah. about Carrie No, L. I'm just saying, like, in general. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say I don't I don't know Carrie Elwes and I I don't think I've even ever seen a interview with Carrie Elwes. So he's I don't, probably a very lovely I'm sure man. he's very mm-hmm. nice and that that's why I'm disappointed because I really feel like that was like the perfect opportunity. It was probably um, a writing fail yeah. to be honest. The They're writers like, were like, who are we yeah. gonna get? And they didn't know it was Carrie Elwes. Yeah, uh, I guess they that's just fair. didn't even uh, didn't even think to do it. Literally, probably. if I was the director of that, I'd be like, can I? Did can Sean just... Levy do this one or <laughs> Sean Levy? Because if if it was Sean Levy who directed this one, um, I have higher standards for you, Sean. <laughs> Levy. Sean Levy directed my favorite movie. <laughs> what's Hold your favorite on. movie, Robin? Night at the Museum 2. <laughs> uh, what's the full title? Battle of the Smithsonian. Thank you so much. I gotta see who directed this. Director Matt Duffer. It was oh, the, Duffers. the Duffer. Brothers. It was Matt and Ross Duffer who who directed this one. Guys. So they did it to themselves. Come on, guys. Guys, I really. You're the direct. You're the writers. You all. You have to. They are the the, you don't even have to ask anybody to do it. So true, Queen. Like if 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 it was a if it was a random director, they'd be like, okay, I really want to do this, but let's get confirmation from the Duffers mm. that it's okay. But you are the Duffers. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you don't need the confirmation. Come on. So Joyce is learning about electromagnetism and gravity, and I respect Ooh. her so much. She's like, I need to learn more about this, and so I'm going to. I always forget that they literally have to go to the library. They don't have control. They F. can't just. Google. They don't have Google. They don't, they don't have phones that they can just go beep boop. How do magnets work? Mm-hmm. Imagine solving a crime back then. Mm-mm. Like no wonder so many things went unsolved. You couldn't just Google crap. We've been rewatching. Well, I've been rewatching Gilmore Girls and. We've been, uh, uh, Sam's watching it for the first time and our Mm -hmm. roommate Emily's watching it for the first time with us. And like whenever they have to do research and Rory just shows up with books from the library, I'm like, even early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. even early two thousands, you're just getting books from the library. Yep. I can't, I can't they, be this person. When I was in junior high or high school, they took us to the university library to like do research, and the entire time I was just sitting there thinking, "Why am I here?" <laughs> like I, I checked out a book because I was supposed to check out a book, and that book sat overdue for two years because I didn't <laughs> read it. I had Google. Um, but, but I respect Joyce so much for being like, I need to learn something. And so I'm going to, and also she has nothing better to do because her job is empty. Uh, so she just straight up leaves because no one's there anyway. Yeah. Well, she goes to visit Mr. Clark. Uh, I love that she like knows where his house is. (laughs) I think that like, I can't remember if Dustin knew Mr. Clark's number at the end of season one, or if he, they looked it up in the phone book. I don't remember, but either way, I love how tuned in everyone is with Mr. Clark. So true. I think, is this the only time that we see Mr. Clark this season? I think so. Uh, yeah. We have to see Mr. Clark at least once a season because he's so delightful. He's such a bro. So he's painting like little figurines and we get this badass like garage door opening shot of Mr. Clark in his shorts. <laughs> um, this is what he does in his summers and he actively listens to Weird Al. I mean, so did I in my Sure, youth. guy. Um, on IMTV it said just before Joyce Byers arrives at Mr. Clark's house, the song My, my well, it's My Baloney, but it's pronounced My Bologna when he's singing it. 
um, by Weird Al Yankovic is played. Um, the song is a parody of the song My Sharona by the band The Knack. The song is featured on the soundtrack of the film Reality Bites starring, among others, Winona Ryder. <laughs> Hopper has to arrest the protesters even though he doesn't want to. And the guy talks about how he raised his property taxes and he also calls him by name. So Hopper actively knows these people. Right. And he has to like arrest them, which is terrible. Mm -hmm. And you know, he calls him Henry back. So like they know each other. Yeah. Flo brings him his green and pink shirt. I love how he like has to do this terrible thing. And he's like, oh, this sucks. I'm a part of a unjust corporation mm -hmm. and systemic terrible things I'm a part of. Mm -hmm. But thanks for bringing me my shirt, Flo. I'm going to go on a <laughs> date now. <laughs> it's not a date. Oh, so sorry. So he goes to Enzo's and waits. And he orders alcohol and mispronounces Chianti. And he says one for him and one for the lady. And oh my God, it's so embarrassing and humiliating that she doesn't come. Yep. Uh, I just... But like, she didn't do it willfully. Oh, for sure. It's just like, he is so excited and he took it so seriously that like the guy... Enzo. <laughs> Mr. Enzo. Mr. Enzo will. himself is like taking his order and everything and he seems like so excited and everything and then he's like there for like an hour, an hour and a half and she doesn't show up. Like that's so humiliating. And he said it wasn't a date but God he sure is acting like it's a date. <laughs> this is why I would always wait outside my car when I was meeting somebody at a restaurant. I would mm -hmm. never go into a restaurant alone. <laughs> ever. Ever. I would always wait in the car or wait outside until they came. I would never go into a restaurant alone. <laughs> but um, Joyce is fully just with Mr. Clark, learning about a solenoid and making an electromagnetic field. Um, they talk about how it's invisible and if you turn it off, then everything falls. So how is this happening at home? Oh, Willard Jonathan must've just bumped into the fridge. And he talks about apophenia, which is seeing patterns that aren't there, which like would be a really great uh, explanation, except no, because it's all a coincidence, he said. Well, she's like, well, what if it's not? And Clark is like, hmm, why would anything weird happen in Hawkins? Because Mr. Clark's one of those guys, one of the people in Hawkins that aren't like one of the 10 main characters mm -hmm. who straight up just thinks nothing weird ever happens in Hawkins, <laughs> you know? Well, why would anything weird happen in Hawkins? So he's like, definitely nothing weird's happening. No. So they talk about how a large version of this could exist, but it would have to be huge and cost lots of, lots of money, but anything's possible. Yeah, anything. I sure bet it is. I think that then we go back to Hopper in the restaurant and it's like right after Steve and everybody like figure out the horse ride and the music and everything. Mm -hmm. And it flips over to the restaurant and it transitions to like a really similar song being played on like the violins and stuff. Mm. Hopper assumes the waiter's name is Enzo because he works at Enzo's. <laughs> um, I love that dumb man. I love him so much. <laughs> and he's like, no. Um, So he pays for it and takes a bottle and the guy's like, well, you're not allowed to take that off the premises. And he's like, I'm the police so I could do whatever I, do what I want. I want. Enzo's seems like a really nice restaurant to have in Hawkins, which is supposed to be a really small town. So I always kind of thought that they were like the, the, the town over. And so I was like, are you the chief of police? But I also grew up in a small town mm -hmm. and I can confirm that you have like at least one nice restaurant. Okay, well, like, there you go. You have the nice restaurant and then you have the slightly less, you have the Applebee's. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Sure. <laughs> you have Enzo's and you have the Applebee's. Okay. Um, and then he runs into the evil Russian guy who we talked about earlier. But on IMDb it said, Hopper, while extremely drunk at the restaurant, makes a statement, I can do anything I want. I'm the chief of police. Martin Brody makes this same statement uh, also while quite drunk in the film Jaws. Mm-hmm. I love uh, that you go and find all the, the little references because like I don't always catch them, but I like to know them because mm-hmm. now that I know that, I'm like, oh. Yeah, I, I a lot of the things that they're making references to, I straight up haven't seen. So I appreciate the people on IMDb for giving me those cute little fun facts. And I have seen them, so I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is nice. Okay, uh, now we're going to move on to the Steve and Dustin storyline. Um, And I did the summary for that one. And I know that both Dustin and Robin were more helpful in it, but I still call it the Steve storyline. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, here's my summary. At the mall, Dustin finally makes his way to visit Steve. They are still best friends, and Robin is annoyed. Ah, she'll come around. <laughs> Dustin tells Steve about his time at camp and Susie. He tells him about the Russian message he heard the night before, and he needs help translating. Later, Erica tries a million flavors, and Robin needs help, but Steve is in the back helping Dustin with the Russian code. She comes back to help because she speaks different languages. It's Steve's turn to help customers. Robin and Dustin translate the week is long, while Steve serves ice cream to Max and Eleven. After hours, they have the code translated and start brainstorming what it could mean. Steve figures out where the song in the background is from. The transmission is coming from inside the mall. <gasps> <laughs> so the storyline starts with the iconic TikTok sound of like Dustin coming in and being like, I'm Dustin. I'm Robin. Uh, is he here? Is who here? <laughs> Henderson. Did you guys ever see that TikTok sound? No. No. Oh, yeah. It was all over the place like last year. I love that. Um, And it was like about um, like sometimes people would be like coming in and like Robin was always like an angel or like God or something. And you'd be like, me dying going to heaven mm. hi i'm dustin hi i'm robin and robin's like an angel or whatever uh is he here and it'd be like is who here and then like <gasps> henderson was like your grandpa that died when you were eight or like oh. your childhood dog or like whatever like that it was very cute I, I was thinking of it as like uh coming home and seeing your dog yeah 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 so he says hey you got the job oh i got the job so i guess when dustin left he was just like applying for the job mm-hmm. i guess and she's like how many children are you friends with totally fair question yeah yeah um, <laughs> we've seen him be friends with a lot of children yeah i would yeah. say his only friends are children yeah yeah, yeah 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 honestly though an upgrade from his previous friends yeah it's true so steve and dustin are talking about Susie, and steve doesn't believe that Susie is hotter than phoebe cates and steve's also like hmm she's like 14 so definitely not um <laughs> and dustin talks about how Susie said that kissing is better without teeth and both me and steve are like didn't need to know yeah <laughs> did I mean, not like, need to know listen I get that you don't have teeth, but I don't want to hear about you, how you use them or don't use them. <laughs> exactly. Why are you like gumming around everywhere? And you can tell on Steve's face that like it kind of stings that Dustin has a girlfriend and Steve doesn't. <laughs> um, and he's also just striking out over and over again. But he said, oh, like I can't be eating ice cream too much because I got to stay in, in shape for the ladies obviously Mm -hmm. um and robin is totally eavesdropping and she's like oh right uh uh-huh yeah because that's working out real well he's really successful all the ladies ladies that you've been getting (laughs) dustin really likes robin but steve doesn't (laughs) and yeah we talked a little bit last episode about like why dustin doesn't wear the teeth that he had in season two um and it's because he's got the braces i think uh we talked a little bit about that in like last episode but I think that this is like an official answer that he's not wearing them because he can't wear them while he has the braces on and the braces are more important. Yeah. So Dustin talks to Steve about how like 
everybody ditched him basically and steve is just appalled at this yeah that that dustin was ditched i don't blame him as a good friend would be he tells him about the russian communication and he can't hear him because he doesn't enunciate at all and he's too quiet so then he yells russians dustin i gotta tell you something there's not one to a hundred okay there is a 50 (laughs) there there is a 50 in there you know like, there's, there's a middle ground that you can do. <laughs> Steve's like, oh my god, that's what I thought you said the whole time. So, okay, so we didn't even have to yell, because Steve <laughs> already knew what he was saying. Stranger Things is a comedy. Yes. Thank you. Then they talk about how if they figure this out, they will be heroes, and the babes will be bountiful. So true. Uh, and they're like, okay, let's do it. Um, So he needs help translating and decoding, and he, like, pulls out his, like, Russian to English dictionary. I guarantee that he stole that dictionary from poor Marissa at the library. Oh, 100%, no. 100%. Um, you think he's banned from the library at this point? He has to be. Yeah. My next note was just that, like, the Scoops Ahoy music must be so annoying because you have to, that, like, the people who work at Scoops Ahoy have to listen to it over and over yep. and over again. Yep. And every time we, like, cut to a scene there, it's, like, the same music. Like, they don't have a playlist. It's just, like, it's the same crap over and over over and over again. It's like working at a ride. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Erica tries way too many flavors. Um, and Robin calls for Steve. Um, and Steve's out here getting paid for not doing work, which is the goal. The dream. Really. Yeah, I, I want that. Mm-hmm. But also, if I were Robin, as a Robin, uh-huh. I would also be pissed if I'm doing all the work and Steve's getting paid. To look pretty. I'll pay him. <laughs> then Steve, okay, so Steve points out the song that's playing in the background of the transmission and they're like, <laughs> and Dustin's like, why are you listening to the music and not what they're saying in Russian? Probably because I don't speak Russian. <laughs> what else can I concentrate on? Exactly. I don't, I don't know what it's, it's just gibberish to me. I don't know. So Robin really needs his help out there. And on IMDb, it said, Steve and Dustin are trying to translate the Russian on the tape recorder. Mm -hmm. When Robin comes in, Steve is throwing a banana peel on the table because he's finished with it. And in the next shot, he is again eating a banana. So there's some weird, um, there's some weird um, banana continuity (laughs) in this scene. You know how it is. They erased her board and put the Russian alphabet up. And they're like, how does she know what we're doing? Probably because you said it loud and you have the Russian alphabet <laughs> up. Yeah, the Russian alphabet is like literally right there. Yeah. Also, she's like, that's really important information that I had up there. You can't remember Steve Zero? <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Like, or like he tried with, with six girls and it didn't work. You can remember that one. You so, can figure it out. Also on IMDb, it said, Robin states that Dustin and Steve can't translate the Russian recording because they hadn't figured out that the Ru- that Russian uses a different alphabet. It makes no sense at all since it would be the first thing you would realize when you open a dictionary. And also, it had already been written by them on the whiteboard. Yeah, Wait, that's, that was what that, I thought yeah. too, and then I was really confused. Yeah, so that that one doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. But she says that she wants to help because she's fluent in four, in four languages, uh, and they're like, "Whoa, really?" And so she speaks Pig Latin, and they <laughs> straight up believe her. Yep. They're like, whoa, that's cool. She's incredible. So as someone who can also speak pig Latin, the translation of what she says is, you You are are dumb. Yep. (laughs) You can't blame her. So she says that she speaks Spanish, French, and Italian. But she said that she speaks four languages. So is the fourth language pig Latin? Yes. Yes. <laughs> also, Spanish, French, and Italian are romantic languages mm. that do not translate over to Russian. Just mm. thought I'd let you know. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. It, they have nothing to do with each other. Yeah. Like, Spanish, French, and Italian are all related. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they are completely unrelated from Russian. Mm-hmm. So true. Um, And she also says that she was in band for 12 years. So basically, her ears are just really good. 
That, that I respect would that. make sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she says that she doesn't care about being a hero. She just wants something to do. And then you just hear the bell dinging and it's like your customers need you. So truly like if <laughs> so the customers are like ding ding ding. Hello. Like hello. there's no one out there. <laughs> they could just walk back there and take ice cream if they wanted to. I gotta say I, I don't blame them. Yeah. Um, so Robin is helping translate and she's really helping. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. They couldn't do, have done this without her because no. they're both kind of dumb. She's nailing it. Um, the first sentence is the week is long and Steve, I hope, notices that he truly is better served out there uh, <laughs> because she's much more valuable in there. Yeah. Yeah. He gives ice cream to Max and Eleven and Steve knows that Eleven's not really supposed to be there. And so they like run away and Steve's like, yeah, I'm definitely not going to do anything about this. <laughs> you can't blame so, me. Which is lucky because I really feel like if Eleven had been like, oh yeah, I'm allowed to be here. Hopper said I could. Steve would not have questioned it. He would have been like, oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah, sure. But instead they act all suspicious about it. Like he, <laughs> it probably would have been smarter of them, I think, for them to be like, no, it's fine. Because he could have called Hopper. He's not going to because he's very lazy. But he could have. Yeah. They took a shot with that one. So they all stay after hours to translate. It's the week is long. The silver cat feeds when blue meets yellow in the West. They close the store and they leave. And it must be pretty late because everyone else is gone. So it must be like significantly past close, Mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. Because if it was like just at close, then you would see other people who work at the mall closing up. Um, But like everybody's gone. Mm. So they think that it's a code, so they're going to figure it out. And Robin and Dustin are really on the same page about this. And Steve's kind of pissed off about it. That's why he, like, hangs it back. He's um, not included. Because he's like, I'm dumb, unfortunately. And Robin says that she agrees with this strange child, which I, um, yeah, that makes sense. That yep. makes sense. Yep. Um, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, if I were Dustin and I were, like, 14 or 15 years old, I'd be really mad about being called a child, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, I would also be mad about that. Yeah. So they talk about how Silver Cat could be a place or a person. um, And Steve is just like really hungry to like help and solve something. And so he figures out the song where it came from. It came from the Indiana Flyer, which is like this little horse ride. And it must be near there because it's called the Indiana Flyer. So that Mm -hmm. means that whoever made that transmission is like in Indiana probably. Yeah. And it also, there was a parallel to last episode when he, like, dropped that, like, that girl's change. Yeah. He also, like, drops change here. So, like, <laughs> yeah, just some, like, hand-eye coordination from you would be great, yeah. sir. That's why you never win a fight, because you don't have any hand-eye coordination. He's never tried it in his life. He's yeah. doing his best. Um, And that's the Stephen <laughs> Dustin storyline. <laughs> Schmoll. Yeah. Um. So, before we move on to the kids' storyline... Um, let's talk to you about Patreon. Okay. What's that? Well, Patreon is a service in which you can donate to some of your favorite creators. And if we're some of your favorite creators, first of all, we'd really appreciate that. And thank you so much for saying that. Oh my gosh, we That's love so nice. Thank you. But if you want to help us out, you can go to patreon.com slash theaficionados and you can donate to us starting with $1 a month. That $1 or up gets you early access to all of the podcasts. This one is up a whole week in advance, um, as well as our Lost podcasts uh, and our The 100 podcasts. Um, our Riverdale podcast is weekly currently, so um, that goes up at least a day in advance, um, which is still a pretty good deal, I think. Yes. Um, if you help us $5 or more a month, then you get uh, 10% off at shopylux.com, um, which is where me and Brittany sell our wares. It's true. We do sell wares there. <laughs> yes. Uh, Brittany makes... And also goods. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brittany makes resin art and uh, stickers. Um, and I make fandom embroidery. I have three Stranger Things designs, Joyce Hopper and Steve currently. Um, but if you would like anybody else 
feel free to order a custom one. Yay! Nice. I can do that. Here you go. So if you want to help us on Patreon, that would be great. We also offer annual memberships um, in which you get 10% off. So for example, um, if you were a $5 member, you would pay $60 over a year. But if you do it annually, then you're just paying $54 once and, and you get the um, membership for a whole year. Yeah. Um, so it's a deal. It is a cheaper deal. For if you're, if you're, Yeah, if you're planning on being a patron for a long time, that might be a good idea for you. A lot of people have taken us up on that opportunity, and we have appreciated that very much. You can do that and, like, pay it once, and then you get early access all year. All year. But if you can't help us out, um, that's totally okay. Next best thing you can do is recommend us to a friend. Recommend this podcast, or you can recommend our other four podcasts. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about those in the outro. Um, but yeah, we really appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. We like you a lot. It's true, we do. Thanks. So now we're going to move on to the final storyline, which is the storyline about the kids, and Brittany did the summary for that one. It's true, I did. She's an icon. So Elle calls Mike, and she's like, where are you? And he's like, my nan is sick. And she's like, she's not. And Karen is eavesdropping on the phone, and she's like, she's not. And <laughs> Mike's like, crap. So anyway, Nana's not sick. Mike is just scared shitless of Hopper and is lying his ass off to his girlfriend. Always a good thing. So Elle is mad and she heads over to find Max and ask her for relationship advice. And great news, Max is great at that. (laughs) As Max explains that Elle totally needs to dump Mike, Lucas is explaining that lying to your girlfriend is a super bad idea. Poor Will just wants to play D&D and not talk about girls, you know? Elle and Max head to the mall for a frankly delightful shopping montage that includes trying on heels, using Elle's powers to get revenge on snotty girls, and using good old Kmart photo shoot pictures for fun. Meanwhile, the boys try and fail to find a gift for Elle from Mike. The lingerie store? She's like 13. Both groups eventually run into each other, and after Mike once again totally lies to her, Elle dumps his ass and leaves with Max. Yes, queen. Sadly, Will still doesn't get to play D&D. That's what the kids do. Oh my gosh. I, I was like, it. I was like, ugh, that's the biggest storyline. But it's in reality, not. they're, like, all, they're all the storylines were short. very small. Nothing happens in this storyline. <laughs> I'd say Joplin and Max, the biggest, honestly. Ellen and Max become friends, and Ellen and Mike break up, and that's it. I just feel like it's, like, there's so much joy in this storyline, though. Like, yeah. I know that Elle is sad, but... It's God. also a good one. Yeah. So, Eleven's waiting for Mike. Hopper asks if she's okay, and she goes, yes. But is it? it no, I, I think that's um, an <laughs> indication of no. It's a very teenager thing to do, though, so I kind of love that. So she calls Mike's house, and uh, Karen calls for Mike. So does Karen know about Eleven now? Like, she knew that Eleven was in their house in season one. I guess. But now I guess I, she must know that Mike is dating her now? I think she definitely does, because Eleven has probably been over to their house right. again since then. And, like, where else is Mike all of the times that... He's with Eleven and right. not anyone else. Mm-hmm. So I think Eleven says like it's 932 or whatever. So do you guys think that he was supposed to be there at 9 or was he supposed to be there at 930? <laughs> because if he was I supposed to be there if it's 930. I think it's if it's 930. <laughs> if he was supposed to be there at 930, she's like, excuse me, sir, you're two minutes late. Yep. But if she if she if he was supposed to be there at 9, he's 32 minutes late. Here's the thing, though. She straight up calls his house and asks if he's there. Yep. So also, it's. 9.30 in the morning. Yeah, exactly. Why are you, like, oh yeah, it seems really early to start making out, I wrote. Yeah. But, like, she still calls, like, she doesn't assume that he's on his way. Like, if, I'm just saying, if they're seeing each other at 9 a.m. every day, I get all why summer, Hopper's making out, I understand why Hopper is, like, enough. Yeah. I would under, yeah, I, 
I gotta say, I'm kind of on Team Hopper on this one, because mm-hmm. they're a really annoying couple. So he gives the excuse about his Nana, and it's interesting that Hopper told Eleven the truth, and Mike isn't. Um, He's like, yeah, my Nana might die. <laughs> and Karen's like, what? Huh? Since when? <laughs> this is news to me. Now Karen's worried about Nana. <laughs> you can't blame her. <laughs> I wonder if it's... Karen's mom or Ted's mom so I think Ted's mom yeah because I feel like Karen would have even I feel like if it was like Ted's mom Karen's like oh it's weird that I didn't know that but if it was Karen's mom Karen would be like freak out what's wrong with my mom yeah Yeah, either that or I know for a fact that my mom is fine what are you talking about yeah exactly it's very obvious that he's lying if Karen doesn't even know so 11 can totally tell yeah but he's like i would like to be alone with my feelings because of my nana and she calls him out for lying but he's like what friends don't lie why would i do that why would i lie to you so he just keeps lying and lies some more hopper tries to ask her what's up but she's really mad and so she doesn't want to talk um and he's just thrilled that he scared mike away and so he parties in the car singing don't mess around with jim which is his (laughs) theme song and i love that for him his vibes that's what he deserves so max skates to her house but 11 stops her and I, I thought she's that, skating in front of her house. Like, she's trying to do oh, a trick. Oh, sure. Oh, okay, yeah. She's trying to do a, a trick, but she messes up. But it's because her board is being pulled by Eleven. It Like, it's not that she, like, is bad at it. Yeah, or, like, she kicked it away. It's because Eleven straight up pulled it out from under her. Yeah. Um, Which is a parallel to when she pulled her board in season two without them, like, even knowing she was there. Mm-hmm. Um, so she tries to have girl talk with Max, and so I'm like, okay, so is she allowed out now? Like, is it as long as she's not in public, I guess? Because I think yeah, no, she I makes think the rules. She, well, no, I think she's definitely allowed to, like, see her friends mm-hmm. who know her. Yeah. Um, but she cannot go to the mall. Yeah. Like, she's she can go to Dustin's house, and she can go up on that hill with them and everything. Yeah. But she can't go where there are lots and lots of people. Yeah, and, like, yeah. she could go to, like, Will's or whoever mm-hmm. else's. And yeah. Max, like, yeah. She can go to the, all their houses, I'm assuming, she but not. She stay in the suburbs. Yeah. Um. So Max is, like, very wise about these things. And everyone knows that Nana is not sick. And he's probably just busy playing Atari with Lucas. But what he's actually doing is he is with Lucas, just he's absolutely freaking out. <laughs> um she's like well friends don't lie and max is like but boyfriends do and i'm like honestly That's sister sweet, preach yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they shouldn't though yeah so mike is with lucas but he's also with will and mike knows that his lie sucked yeah uh and my main thing is like why lie like lucas is like why would you lie and i agree why would you lie when you could have just blamed hopper yeah that that was my thing as well just blame hopper yeah be like hey um your dad was really weird about it and i'm kind of uncomfortable now and like is that great probably not all like i don't know it's just like then i'm thinking like if i'm 11 i'm like okay now well, i hate she's my mad dad hopper and like not you exactly yeah. and it's like whatever it's better for you so <laughs> who cares like what else do you want and he didn't say that he would kill you so who cares <laughs> <laughs> You're not dead yet. Like, if if he said that he could kill you, then that's illegal and we could go to the police. And, oh, Oh, wait. wait. (laughs) Whoops, never mind. That was amazing. (laughs) That was iconic. So they're like, okay, well, Hopper's crazy. He's absolutely lost his mind. And, like, kind (laughs) of. Yeah. I'm not going to say no. He did kind of go a little unhinged there. Will is almost finally setting up, like, finally done setting up D&D. Has no one called Dustin? Yeah, they're and, like, bad ask, friends. And, like, they're ask him to friends. hang out? Like, have they just forgotten that he's back? Oh, yeah. 
Um, like what the heck? It doesn't seem like anyone even asked Dustin if he wanted to hang out. Oh, that sucks. Dustin. Like he just went and hung out with Steve instead. Because I doubt that. Like last night they were like, "Okay, Dustin, do you want to hang out at Mike's house tomorrow?" And he was like, "No, I'm gonna go visit Steve." Like I doubt it. You know? Yeah. I'm like really sad though. I know. Like Lucas. Lucas. I'll give Lucas a pass for no reason other than I just like like him better. Um, but. Mike, you suck. <laughs> Mike is too wrapped up in Mike's business 100% of the time. Both Mike and Lucas are mean to Will and also mean to Dustin because they don't even call him. They're at the mall. Dustin's also at the mall. Mm-hmm. They're just not hanging out together because, I don't know, I assume they just straight up didn't ask. Um, so Lucas also knows that Mike totally messed up. Um, Max tells Eleven to just ghost him. Just ghost Mike and just not talk to him. Yeah. Treat him like garbage because he treated you like garbage. Sadie is absolutely fantastic. She's so yeah. good. I She's love so her. And I also, I know for a fact that she just really loves the drama. Mm-hmm. Like she and Lucas have done this, he says, five times, I think. Yeah. And I think she just likes the drama. And I think she, it also probably makes her feel really mature about it. Yeah. yeah. Like, she's like, yes, I, I'm in a relationship and, you know, we have our ups and downs and sometimes we fight because that's just what you do in relationships, you know? <laughs> but if he doesn't fix it, dump him. Dump yeah. his ass. Can't, can't be mad about it. So Lucas tells him, okay, you have to fix it. He's like, I've done this before. I fix it every single time. He's like, I win her back. Every time. Yeah. I mean, he is and he's like, And he's, like, genuinely proud of himself, mm-hmm. too, because, like, you know, he's like, I, I put in the work, mm-hmm. and I earned my girl. Yeah. So true. I'm I'm surprised that, like, my, Max didn't get caught up in the moment later, and when, <laughs> when Eleven's like, Mike, I dump your ass. Max was like, Lucas, you were helping Mike. I dump your ass. <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been amazing. <laughs> She says that they should go have fun because there's more to life than boys preach. And Mike and Lucas run to go to the mall and they straight up just leave Will. Like, he's down there. He's with you in the basement. I feel like one of the subplots of this season is that none of them are very good friends to each other. Yeah. Yeah. And that sucks because they were really good friends to each other. Yeah. I'm excited to see um, Will and Eleven be really good friends to each other in season Mm -hmm. four. Yep. Yeah. I want Will to have good, nice friends. Because, like, technically, she's his sister now. Technically. Oh, good point. So Max takes Eleven to the mall, which super isn't allowed, but nothing (laughs) bad happens. Everything's fine. In relation to that, really, right? Or just, do they get, like, security footage of her or something? What, does I don't anything think anything bad, bad happens. Okay, great. She's really nervous about all the people, and... Oh, yeah, my next note. Was this a good or bad thing for Max to do? I think it was a good thing. I think Eleven needed it. Yeah. She's not... No one ever treats her like a person, mm-hmm. really, except for Max, mm-hmm. and probably also Will, like, given the opportunity, but mm-hmm. we never get to see them hang out. But, like, I would like to see them hang out because they have something in common that no one else has, but... Anyway, Max is, like, the only person that, like, treats her like a person and not a freak. Mm -hmm. So I think it was good that Max did. Eleven's like, well, I'm nervous because I'm not supposed to be here. And Max is like, you have superpowers, so whatever. And I'm like, okay, sure. Like, that's a good point, but we'd prefer not to be in danger. Yeah. Sure, sure. Just preferably. So they get to the mall, and, ugh, we love the magic of a mall. It's great. They go to the Gap. I miss doing proper mall trips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where you don't have to have a freaking mask on. They go to the app to get clothes. And I just really love this montage of just like girls being girls and having fun. And it's what Eleven deserves. <laughs> yep. So true. Um, and the boys are here at the exact same time. And like Will is just like trailing behind. Like it's great that at least they like, I don't know, went back for him. Or maybe he just like caught up to them or something. Like, God, if I was Will, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to go to my house. Yeah. 
It's Curry. I would, you guys don't want to hang out with me. So I would I. go to the pool. Yeah. Go um, hang out with Karen. The queen. Lucas says that they need to find something that says I'm sorry. And Mike thinks that it literally has to say I'm sorry. He's Sir, so stupid. He doesn't even know. Like, well, Eleven says, oh, I don't know what I like. Because she basically just, I think she just mimics people a lot. Mm-hmm. Max basically says it's not Hopper's choice. It's not Mike's choice. It's your choice. You get to pick whatever you like. Yeah. And, yeah, I just love these, like, 80s clothes. The the 80s vibes are so good. They're so good. Like, that's the, the, when they first walk into the mall and, like, that have that sweeping shot of them yeah. just being, like, like, that's the energy, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, so they go into a jewelry store and they find this teddy bear. And it's a $300 teddy bear, so, like, bye. Why? <laughs> but what? Why are you in sales? You're 13. But what is it? Is it a brooch? A pin? Is it just, like, a decorative thing? What it's, like a, it's a heavy... Like it's a, like a paperweight. Paperweight. Oh yeah. No one wants that. It it was weird looking anyway. <laughs> let's not go into the lingerie store. We almost go into the lingerie store, but let's please not. don't. No, you are children. children. Also, thank you so much for that look of Will's just gay panic. Yeah, so He's much like, gay panic. I gotta go. He's like I am unwell. Farewell. So Eleven puts on her iconic jumpsuit, and I'm just like so happy that Max and Eleven were made friends. Because that was such a mistake at the end of last season, and they fix it, and I appreciate that so much. Like, what was the point of that, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, the boys are smelling perfumes, and Lucas sprays one straight into Mike's face, um, which I think parallels Lucas getting hairspray in his eyes. (laughs) Oh, yeah! (laughs) Last episode. But, like, why do we keep, why do we keep spraying things in people's faces? Let's not. (laughs) Especially now, I'm looking at that, I'm like, no! Yeah. Max and Eleven go into the photography studio, you know what? This is the true Eleven. Yes. Yeah. This is the true Eleven. They're having fun and they see the other girls who are like rolling their eyes. Whatever, Stacy. You guys remember Stacy from the Snowball who wouldn't dance with Dustin? Yes. She sucks. She's got no taste. Whatever happens to Stacy, she deserves. Like, she what? gets what's coming what's to her. What's the point of being so mean? Like, can't you just enjoy people having fun? Um, I really appreciated, like, the old, old Claire sign in the background. Same. I liked that one. I was like, oh my god, memories. If Stacy was just some girl, I would feel bad that they did this, like, prank that had nothing to do with her. But mm-hmm. I know that Stacy is mean, and so I don't care. Exactly. <laughs> so she explodes her Orange Julius, and that's kind of sad because Orange Juliuses are really good. And, yeah, they should um, be treasured. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. I would kill for a Strawberry Julius mm-hmm. right now. Ooh, yeah. That'd be nice. I love a that Strawberry so Julius. Refreshing. So once again, Will wants to play D&D, but they say no. And they're like... <sighs> so irritated at him mm-hmm. like at this point they're just like no like be and nice like, to your friend God, stop will. will excuse me their girl problems are more important will please no. go find some friends that appreciate you yeah that sucks go home will you don't deserve this you deserve better or like go find somebody else to hang out with because go, clearly they don't even want you here yeah Ugh. and he deserves so much be- like uh it's so mean. And, like, he lost part of his childhood because he got sucked into a fucking parallel dimension. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, I don't know. His friends suck. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me really sad. Every time it happens, I'm like, ew. Go. And that's the thing is that, like, Will doesn't know how to make friends. No. Yep. Because these are the only friends that he's ever had. And no other friends would ever understand him. So he right. feels like he's stuck with them. But you deserve better, sir. Poor baby. So the girls leave the mall and they find the boys going to get their bikes um, Mm -hmm. because the girls took the bus. So that's why later when um, there's like a shot of Eleven looking back at the bus and it seems like really important, it's because those are the stakes and the stakes are that that you're leaving right now. Like you're about to get on this bus. So what are you doing right now? 
Gotcha. There's like, it, it's a really prolonged shot of her looking at the bus. And I'm like, I was this like, why is this is, so meaningful? Yeah, I think that the thing is because they came on the bus. And so I think this is like her ultimatum right here is like, you have to do something right now because you're about to get on this bus. Right. Okay. So Mike is upset that Max is jeopardizing Eleven's safety. Uh huh. Which is totally fair. Yes. <laughs> yep. I'll give him that. He says, What are you doing here? And she says, Shopping. <laughs> So, great. Well, she answers the question. And, yeah, like I said before, they did see each other today. Sorry, Hopper. (laughs) He tried his best. Max says that Eleven does what Mike and Hopper always want, and now um, she gets to do whatever she wants. And this is great. Eleven Eleven is constantly, like, mimicking and, like, puppeting. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, And now she's puppeting Max, which Mm -hmm. is, like... If it's going to be anybody, <laughs> that's well, great. Max is teaching her independence. Yeah. And Max is, like, letting her be her own person instead of, like... Yeah. Like, she is still mimicking. Yeah. But it's more... Um, Exploration. It's more her... She hasn't even thought about getting to do something that just she wants. Right. And I hope that she, like, slowly figures out how to do her own thing. Because right now it's, like, it's still kind of sad to see that you're, like, I can tell that she's literally just doing whatever Max is telling her to yeah. do right now. Um, and it's nice that Max is, like, at some point if Max was like, okay, but now you're doing what I'm telling you to do, and I don't even want to do that, I want you to figure out what you want to do. It was literally the same thing with, like, every character that she's ever met, she emulates. Like, Mm -hmm. her sister, she turned into a badass, like, Mike, she was, like, one of the kids, so it's like, all of them, she needs her independence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But away from Hopper. And so Lucas straight up just keeps going along with Mike's lie. Like, he's like, yeah, 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 Nana's sick, yeah. Which is why I thought maybe there was a reason for Max to be like, I dump your ass, you're, like, helping him. <laughs> so they were here shopping for Nana, because she's sick, of course, mm-hmm. um, but also for Eleven. But unfortunately, they don't have, like, any money. So where does Erica, like, I know that she's getting, like, free samples a lot. Right. But where is she getting the money to spend at the mall? Like, I think that's part <laughs> oh, of I being... Was- Part of being a mall rat is that you don't actually spend that much at the mall. You yeah. just, like, loiter. <laughs> um, but last episode, we did see her, like, with a ice cream cone, you know? Yeah. So she must have some money. I would bet you money that her parents give her money to snitch on Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> like, my mom used to do that with my sister. They probably also get an allowance, too. Yeah, because Lucas isn't... Like, if, if Lucas was, like, Troy from season <laughs> one, then I would believe it. But, like, Lucas is just a tiny little nerd boy. Yeah. So Eleven says that she knows that Mike is lying, but it's kind of just because Max told her so. But I think it was pretty obvious, so she probably could have figured it out. Yeah, the bus is here, so they gotta go. And so she dumps his ass, iconic. And then Mike gives her a look that, like, I use as a reaction image just constantly. (laughs) Yep. And they get on the bus, and they are just so happy. Me. And it's great. And Will still just wants to play D&D. I'm Will. Yeah. (laughs) You are Will. He just wants to play D&D. Yeah, I just, I love this stuff, like, before all the craziness happens, at the beginning of every season, when it's just like, hey, you know when you just live life? (laughs) I like that. It reminds me of something that we, like, we talk about a lot on the the 100 podcast, Uh um, about how, like, some of the most interesting stuff is when there's just peace. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you get to see people's, like, true authentic selves. like, what they're doing, like. Yeah. And being people. Exactly. Yeah. They're just like in their regular lives, you know? And that's like, that part's really interesting. And it just, yeah. it sucks that a lot of showrunners don't think that that's interesting and they don't want to show you these people like with joy and like just having fun. Like I will read fan fiction of people just like having a nice time all day long. Yeah. But also like if you say, oh, that's what fan fiction's for. No dummy. 
if you want a well-rounded narrative, you show it all. Yeah. Fan fiction fixes what you leave out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's why I always love, like, the beginning couple episodes of a season or even, like, the very end of, like, last season when we got the snowball and everything. I mm-hmm. love that stuff. That's, like, another thing that I really love about, about uh, Lost, another uh, thing that we cover here on Aficionados. Oh, do you like Lost? Yeah. Oh, okay. um, they're just so good at injecting joy mm-hmm. um, into every episode. Um, cause there are so many shows that are just like so dark all the time that it's like, I don't, I just need a reprieve sometimes. Yeah. So true. And that's what I love about, uh, about like most of the shows that we cover are really good at just like, at least having like a little bit. They of balance moment, it well. A little bit of comedy in, at, at least, you know? Yeah. So, or like, don't give your audience a break. You're screwing them over. And like, not even necessarily comedy, but like moments of levity, like among the characters where they yeah. like have moments of hope and like brightness and like things to live for Mm -hmm. yeah but um that's the episode uh a lot of just little pieces this episode Mm -hmm. um but we are gonna go into segments um so my first segment is good guy steve alert and i got a couple of good guy steve alerts for you you do so i love that guy good guy steve alert steve is happy for dustin in regards to his girlfriend even though he's been struggling girl wise (laughs) Good guy Steve alert. Steve automatically helps Dustin translate, no hesitation. Good guy Steve alert. Steve goes and does the work when he realizes that Robin is more helpful to the cause. Mm. <laughs> Great guy. Great guy. <laughs> and my segment is how garbagey was Jonathan this episode. Um, I'm gonna give him a six. Okay. Just because I feel mm-hmm. annoyed that he was trying to take a still picture of a rat. <laughs> yeah, that's annoying to me. Yeah, and also, like, he just keeps ignoring Nancy's, Nancy's problems. Nancy's problems, even though she keeps telling him that she has evidence. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And my segment is, did Joyce and Hopper acknowledge their obvious chemistry slash history? Yes, they did. But they very much tried not to. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, uh, they, they acknowledged it unintentionally because uh, they decided, no, it's not a date. But I'm like, yes, it is. Guys, they know how to Go on a date. No, no hero. That was, that's it. That's what they did. It's so true. And now it's time for our best line award. My best line award goes to Mike for... Also, we're here to get a gift for you. We just, we couldn't find anything that suited you. And I only have like $3.50, so it's hard. It's extremely funny. I only have like $3. It was such a good line. (laughs) What are you going to do with that, bud? He's gonna buy her like a single lollipop. Yeah, he's like, I got you a couple gumballs. I don't know. I don't know. Three dollars and fifty cents was probably like twenty bucks back then. Twenty <laughs> bucks. That's a lot. It's not twenty dollars. Inflation. Inflation. Uh, like, maybe right. like ten. I don't know how money works. Uh, <laughs> how much was three hundred dollars for that teddy bear then? Yikes. And uh, my favorite line award goes to Mike and Karen for. We think she might die. What? Mom, get off the phone! I remember, I remember in like one of the other seasons, like having to make a gif for like our favorite line words of Mike just screaming at Karen, and it never gets old. No, for as much as I dislike Mike this season, he has some bangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. I, m- Karen is me as a parent. I would be on the phone. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, no. <laughs> Respectfully, he's thirteen. All right, fair enough. You deserve to be spied on. All right, fair enough. And my favorite line or goes to Klein and Hopper for... No, that's not me, Jim. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. That's just uh, good old-fashioned American capitalism. Well, Larry, I think that they're just exercising their good old-fashioned American right to protest. Uh, it's, yeah. uh... That's, I love that line. I like that Hopper um, is, like, still terrible because he is a cop, but um, <laughs> less terrible than uh, other cops. 
Yes, Brittany, what made you choose that line? I just think the line speaks for itself when it comes to our current events. Hmm. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. Um, please, if you're so inclined, write us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Um, we would really appreciate it. Thank you. That would just be really neat. If you're a fan of The 100, we'd like to talk about that show too. Uh, we did uh, seasons four, five, six, and seven as they were airing. Um, got a little rough near the end there. And so um, <laughs> to heal our broken hearts, we are deciding to go back and do the first three seasons um, when we truly still actually loved the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so that has started now. We're- By the time this comes out, it will have started and uh, you we're guys are currently doing season three. We yeah, started we're starting with season, season three so that we can make our way down to season one because I think we have to finish with season one. Symmetry. You know? It would be weird to finish everything with season three. Yeah, it's I about like. symmetry. Yeah. Uh, if you're a fan of Riverdale, we like to talk about that show too. Uh, it is pure delightful garbage. <laughs> we have a great time on that feed. Come check it out. If you're a fan of Lost, we like to talk about that show too. We did all of season one, all of season two. We are currently in the midst of season three, which I love. And um, we do guests over there, and it is spoiler-free, so if you want to watch with us for the first time, you can. If you're a fan of Star Trek, we covered season one of Star Trek Picard, and we'll be covering season two at some point, when it gets made. Exciting! You can follow The Aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Redbubble, YouTube, uh, mostly on Twitter, that's where we're most active, Uh, but Robin does make gifts of our favorite line awards, so if you want a reaction gif from anything that we've picked tonight... Go check it out. It'll be on our uh, Tumblr eventually when she makes it. Yeah. Our Patreon, like I said before, is patreon.com slash theaficionados. If you like what we do here, please consider donating because, woof, it is expensive. Like I said before, uh, $1 and up a month gets you early access to all of the podcasts. $5 and up gets you 10% off at choppylux.com. Um, if you don't want to help us out on Patreon, choppylux.com is a really great way to help us uh, while also getting something really cool. Um, and, uh, if money's tight right now, I get it. And, uh, feel free to just recommend us to a friend. Uh, we have five podcasts and I'm sure that your friends, pick a friend, uh, would like at least one out of five of them. <laughs> you can follow me personally on Twitter at, at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. You can follow me on Twitter at Sam Casey's, which is S-A-M-C-A-S-S. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey, that's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-F-S-R-E-Y, pretty much everywhere. Um, next episode is episode 303. It is the case of the missing lifeguard, um, and it comes out April 7th. However, like I said before, if you are with us on Patreon, um, your early access gives it to you on March 31st. Nice. So definitely check that out. Looking forward to speaking with you about that soon. <laughs> okay, love you, bye. Love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye.